Entrepreneur on Fire 821. We're all on this rock traveling 67,000 miles an hour around a globe of burning fire. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Worried about your server crashing or getting hacked? Get instant recovery from Abaxio, which comes with a $1 million guarantee. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. And John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Noah Fleming. Noah, are you prepared to ignite? John, you know it, my man. Yes. I just bathed in gasoline. <laughs> Noah is the author of Evergreen, Cultivate the Enduring Customer Loyalty That Keeps Your Business Thriving. Evergreen has received praise from people like Seth Godin, Lewis Howes, Alan Weiss, and many more. He is a strategic marketing consultant who works with companies across the globe and has personally coached over a thousand entrepreneurs. Noah, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon the biz. Awesome. Happy to do that. And before I forget, I don't know when this is going to air, but I wanted to say a big happy birthday to us. I believe your birthday was December 16th. Nailed it. And my birthday was December 15th. So happy birthday to both of us. Awesome. I got to say the big three, five feels great, Noah. Oh, three, five. I'm three, four, my friend. (laughs) So, you know, about me and my business, you kind of nailed it. I do, uh, I do consulting. I do coaching. I'm now an author. Uh, I speak. I speak at various conferences all over the place. And also, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, I work primarily with small to medium-sized companies. But as you said, I've really I've coached or mentored probably over 1,000 entrepreneurs since around 2005. Now, you asked me, you know, elaborate on my life, the kind of biggest thing in my life right now and easily the most important thing are my kids and my family. So I live in Canada. I live in a small town in Canada, but you know, my business fuels my life and my lifestyle. And that's really what it's all about, right? My mentor says this great quote. He says, real wealth is discretionary, discretionary time. The ability to do what you want, when you want, the ability to take the day off or pick up the kids or shut down email and shut down the iPhone at 4.30. So that's really what it's all about, you know? And Noah, I mean, how amazing is it for both of us, you up in Canada, me down here in San Diego, wherever people are listening right now in the world, to be able to do just that, run our businesses on our schedules from our desired locations. I mean, does it get any better? No, and that and that's why that quote. That's I know you're going to ask me about a quote. I know the I know the is way that's the, the one. Goes. Is that the that's quote? Not, no, that's okay. actually not my quote. But that quote is so important to me, right? Real wealth is discretionary time. That comes from my mentor Alan Weiss, and that's such a powerful quote, right? I mean, it's not money; it's the ability to do what you want when you want, and I think that is so powerful. Well, Noah, the only better thing than starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a quote is with back-to-back quotes, and you set us up perfectly for that, <laughs> so take it away. 
Well, my favorite quote, one of the things that has really kind of inspired my journey, inspired me along the way, comes from the famous man known as Lindsay Fleming, who also happens to be my father. But those three simple words, actually, that's four words now that I'm reading it here, but <laughs> write, your, <laughs> write your own paycheck. And my father has been saying that to me since I was a little boy. I grew up and my dad worked in a factory. Uh, so I would be waking up for school, eating breakfast, and he would just be coming home from the midnight shift and going to bed. Or when I got home from school, you know, sometimes he would be leaving for the 3 to 11 shift at the factory. And he always said, write your own paycheck, write your own paycheck. And so that has just always stuck with me. Now, thankfully, my dad worked his butt off, even though somebody else was writing his, and he's now a VP for a large, one of the largest steel companies on the planet. Wow. But he paid his dues. But, you know, for as long as I can remember, he would repeat those things to me. And he still does. And in fact, in my book, that's one of the things I mentioned right at the beginning is just how he said that and how that was so important to me. And Noah, let's be honest, you're Canadian. You could have totally pulled it off. I would have been like, wait a second, write your own paycheck. That's three, that's four words. And you'd have been like, no, in Canada, your own is just one word. Write that's your right, own paycheck. Right. <laughs> so yes. Noah, you know Entrepreneur on Fire. You know that we focus on the story, on the journey of our featured guests. And my friend, that is you today. So take us to a moment in time. Take us on a journey of your biggest flop, a failure, an obstacle. Tell us that story. It's a good one, but it ties back to that quote. My father stressed that, but he also stressed the importance of going to school and getting a degree and education. And so I did that. And so I went to school and I went through university and I got my degree. And then I had this kind of, you know, this feeling that the world was my oyster. Here I am ready to attack it, ready to nail it. I'm going to get into the working world, right? I kind of lost focus of what he told me. And all of a sudden I'm saying, now somebody else is going to write my own paycheck. It took me a year to find a job. And when I finally did, I was in an office. I was doing marketing, which I loved, but I was instantly miserable. I had this long, boring commute every day. I had this office without a window. So I would go in there and I would just kind of be depressed. I was newly married at the time. Right. I would come home, you know, I'd get home at 637 at night. And, my and it's wife been dark tired. for hours up there in Canada. Oh my goodness, it's been <laughs> dark. Sometimes I've had to slog through snow to get home. And so, you know, it was just, I was terribly miserable, but I had lost focus of what I had really brought, been brought up in, which was entrepreneurship. I had been running my own little businesses since I was eight years old. I had been doing things, but I lost that focus because all of a sudden I kind of believed that I needed to follow the path of everyone else. I needed to get that steady paycheck. I needed to get that career and I needed to follow that path. And I knew pretty close to I hate to say this, about two hours into my very first day of my very first job that I had made a big mistake. Wow. So Noah, here you are, you know in your gut, your heart of hearts, you made a massive mistake. And let's be honest, Fire Nation, you have felt this way at some point in your journeys. I know that there was four of these massive mistakes I made in a row with law school, then with corporate finance, then with residential real estate, then with commercial real estate. Every time I started, by the time, you know, day one was over, I was just like, there's a red flag here. This is not for me. And, you know, we still, we slug it out. We slog to this job that we know we're not supposed to be at because we're trapped or we feel trapped or we put these barriers around us that don't let us escape. Noah, what do you want to say to Fire Nation who's feeling how you felt? 
Well, I, th- I think it kind of ties into my, my aha moment, which was this kind of this epiphany I had one day while I was making that trek. So I was maybe three months into my job at this time, and my wife knew that I was just not happy. As I said, we were newly married, and I was driving, and I was listening to these two DJs on talk radio, which they were, they were from Detroit, <laughs> and they were these hilarious guys. And they were talking about something that happened. And then the one guy said to the other guy, he said, you know, you have to realize they were stressing about something. And he said, you have to realize that we're all like a speck of dust traveling at 67,000 miles an hour around a giant ball of fire on a combustible rock. And he said, so you can't take things that seriously. And life is short. You got to go do something that you love, something that inspires you. And so I got to work that day and there was something about that exchange that made me realize that, yeah, I had made a mistake. I've got to do something. So that day, literally that day I got to work, I got back online and I started selling. So before that I had done really well on eBay. I had, uh, I had started building lists. I had all, I had all done all the kind of internet marketing things, right? But I got away from it. That day I got right back into it and I started just offering value to people that I thought could use it. And then Six months later, literally almost six months to the day later, I quit my job and I haven't been back. That was in 2005. I still kind of have goosebumps standing up right now from that phrase, which I'm going to butcher a little bit, but I'll get it mostly right. You know, we are all a speck of dust on a combustible rock spinning 67,000 miles per hour around a globe of fire. I mean, put that in perspective, Fire Nation. What are you so worried about? What are you so stressed about? Blink, and it's all over anyways. Get it through your head. The time is now to take control of this snapshot of a life that we have. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway, Noah. What do you want Fire Nation to walk away with? I I think exactly that, right? I mean, you have to realize that you get one shot at this. So, you know, you got to do it your way. You've got to do something that excites you. You've got to do something that jazzes you up. And again, it's not all about money. It's just about realizing what we are and where we are. And this is the opportunity. So I, I mentioned my mentor earlier. One of the things my mentor often says to me is his father used to jump out of airplanes in the, in the world wars, right? And his father would jump out of an airplane with people shooting at him. And what he always says to me is, you know, nobody's shooting at you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing bad is going to happen, no matter how bad you screw up, how bad you fail, how bad you mess something up. Nobody's shooting at you. He legitimately had people shooting at him. You know what I'm saying? Well, I do personally, having uh, been to Iraq for 13 months and uh, lived that life. So that's, you know, something that perception is reality. And the reality is, if we can put ourselves, you know, in a situation that we are living right now and then compare it to so many worse situations that we personally or others have been through, you know, that can really help out a lot. And Noah, personally, I love that you had this aha moment, you know, while you were in your car, this random radio, radio DJ, who honestly, who knows, I mean, he probably wasn't even supposed to be talking about this kind of stuff. And, you know, there he goes, he throws off some side comment that you luckily heard. And voila, like the direction of your life changed. And that's why I love what we're doing here. I mean, people that are listening are listening because they want to be hearing these things, because they want to be shaken from the trees, because they want their world to be rocked a little bit. So, We've gone through your failure. You've talked about an aha moment. Was there anything in these two stories that you wanted to expound upon a little bit? Well, I think uh, a couple of things. I mean, that day, as I mentioned, that really resonated with me. So I went home and I told my wife, 
I said, I'm going to leave my job. And she kind of made this concession to me because she's a much more conservative, right? She's, she's the saver of our family. I'm the spender. She's the, the less risk averse. I'm the risky person. <laughs> so she said to me, you know, if you can go back to work and you can somehow make the same amount of income or more that you were making for six months, I would be fine with you doing whatever and I will support you. And that's what she said to me. And I said, okay, that's fair enough because I understood her personality. I understood that that would be a challenge for her to deal with for me to just leave my job. And you do have responsibilities. I have responsibilities and I'll talk about that in a moment too. And so, and so I had to respect that, right? But it was literally that six months to the day where I took my boss to lunch because I had done what she had asked, my wife had said, and I had made more income than I was making at my job. And so I took my boss to lunch and I said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be leaving now. And as I said, I never looked back. Never looked back. So you kind of alluded that you're going to be talking about that. Is this um, during your proudest entrepreneurial moment story? That's it. That's Let's hear it, buddy. So- So there's two really big, proud entrepreneurial moments kind of in my past five, six years that have really kind of stuck with me, and they both have to do with mail arriving at my house. So the first one is when I paid off my first mortgage. So when I had got married, I'd started that job. We had bought a brand new house. I was unemployed, actually, when we signed the contract, and my wife was just starting her teaching career. So she was temporary. A letter of registered mail comes to my house three years after that, saying that we had paid off our brand new house free and clear. We don't know another single dime. And so I still have that letter, which is framed up in my office from my mortgage uh, company. Love it. So yeah, it was one very special moment that I'll never forget. The second proudest moment was when my finished book came uh, just recently. About a month ago, I got to see the completed book in hardcover. And it was just, there was this moment of all those hours of all that time I spent in a coffee shop writing or all that time I spent thinking about this, you know, all this information packed into these 288 pages and this, you know, the jacket and seeing the artwork and seeing the different uh, names on the front and all the great stuff. It was just such a proud moment for me. Something that I've always pictured if I ever decide to write a book um, that I actually have in a print form is getting that book in the mail and just like cracking it open and hearing the like crack, crack, crack as it opens, but then just kind of like rifling through the pages and just having my nose right there and just smelling the, the font and the type and the pages and the binder and the glue and just saying, wow, like... I didn't like physically create this, but I created this. Like I created this work of art, so to speak. I mean, did you have one of those moments? That's exactly it. You summed it up. You know, like I don't usually pick up a book and start looking at the fibers in the paper, (laughs) right? But that's exactly the moment I had there. I was looking at that and I was noticing those things. And, you know, it was just such a special, proud moment to see that completed and to, you know, to see the, the legitimate barcode, right? And all that stuff, the price and everything. It all like, just kind of That's my ISBDN number. Yes. That's it. <laughs> so, Noah, let's talk about today. Let's bring things to current moments. What is the one thing that has you just more fired up than anything else right now? 
going back to the book, that's a big one. So my book is coming out literally right now and I'm getting some great reviews. So I feel like I'm in this kind of, you know, trajectory stage right now, right? Like the engines are firing, uh, everything's going, I'm ready for that kind of next liftoff to the next atmosphere. So business is growing, income is rising. I'm working with incredible clients this year. You know, we're doing really cool, innovative things. But again, coming back and really bringing this back, I'm still, I'm writing my own paycheck. I'm setting my own rules and I'm doing that more so now. So I'm setting rules about who I want to work with, how I want to work. And I'm being able to do that now, which is, you know, it's just such a fabulous, uh, special, special feeling. So no, you've received praise from people like Seth Godin, Lewis House. Talk us through that. Fire Nation, I mean, we love these people. I mean, these are great entrepreneurs. They've done amazing things. They continue to do so. How did you get to the point that you, Noah Fleming, a 34-year-old from Canada who wrote a book called Evergreen, is getting praise for that book? You know this, 800 episodes into this or so, you know, networking, right, is so important. It's a lot of, a lot of success has to do with who you know and who you meet and how you can get to these people. So I'm constantly looking for opportunities uh, to meet people like Seth. So I had dinner with Seth a few years ago. I got to meet him at an event he was doing all because I became a volunteer, right? I volunteered my time. I think that was in 2007. He had just released uh, Lynchpin. Right. And so I was able to go to this event and we were able to have dinner together. And so I got to meet him. So that connection was formed. There's actually a section in the book where I actually disagree with something Seth said. And, you know, and he, of course he read it and <laughs> he had a few, he had a few things to say about can, that. Can we but, have a little peek into that? Uh, I talked about the, the difference between tribes and communities. So Seth talks about the importance of building your tribe. We have a lot of people talking about communities, right? And I think sometimes those two things get jumbled together. And so what I've done is I've kind of said, you know, here's the difference. And now here's how you take uh, specific tactics and strategies and techniques from building a tribe or building a community and bring them together to build your business. And what was Seth's feedback on that? Uh, you know, he, he just said that he disagreed with a couple of things I had said. And, you know, and and so I wrote back and said, you know, I respectfully agree. And I'm just adding my thoughts to the conversation. And, you know, we had a good discussion about it. And that's how it's supposed to be, right? I mean, when you're, when you're able to bring your own ideas to the marketplace, people should be able to disagree, right? People should be able to disagree with things that people they respect say, and they should be able to have their own opinion. And so that's kind of how our discussion went, but he was very gracious about it. And again, you know, that just shows the kind of person he is, right? Just incredible. I mean, one of my, one of my heroes, one of my mentors, uh, you know, I've got artwork on my walls right in front of me now that have quotes from Seth. And so I'm a huge fan. And so that was just, it was very, very uh, special for me to get that. Entrepreneurs are the anti-sheep, and it should always be that way. So couldn't agree with you more, Noah. And we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Have you ever been faced with a data disaster in your business, a server malfunction, ransomware, or other natural disaster like a fire or flood threatening your data? What if there was a way to gain peace of mind, knowing that if you ever did find yourself in a situation like this, that someone had your back, that you didn't have to stress over how long it would take to get your site back up and running? Abaxio Cybersecurity offers instant recovery of your server from any situation. With Abaxio, you'll not only gain the ability to get your server back online instantly, either from your office location 
location or their remote data center, you'll also be backed up by a $1 million guarantee from AIG and Lloyds of London. With monthly payment plans available starting at just $49 and credibility that comes with 15 years in the business, Abaxio has your back. Your website is your home base. Make sure it's protected with Abaxio cybersecurity. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Back in the late 1900s, when weblogs began to appear, authors had little to say over how content was displayed. Full posts appeared in chronological order and blocked text beneath a banner with either a right or left sidebar. That was it. These days, you need to make every visit count. Your homepage is your point of contact with both first-time and repeat visitors, so you want it to be visually appealing and easy to navigate. Remember, your website visitors don't have a ton of patience. You only have a few seconds to hold their attention. Luckily, we have 99designs to help us make our sites both beautiful and user-friendly. 99designs is the world's largest marketplace for graphic design and gives you access to over 900,000 talented designers. So whether you're looking for an eye-catching website design, a sleek new banner ad, or icons to help you drive more traffic to your site, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Fire. Noah, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. I've listened to enough, enough of your show. I think you need a sound effect there. You know, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, again, I've, I've alluded to this earlier, but I almost got sucked in, right? I almost fell for it that I could be happy with a traditional career. And so I, I realized that I wouldn't have been true to myself. I wouldn't have been true to people that I know that if I had followed that path. And so, again, I had always been an entrepreneur. I had always been building. I had always been selling. I had always been doing that. But I almost, almost very close came to really falling into that trap that I needed the traditional career, the traditional paycheck, uh, the traditional security and safety that comes with that. And, you know, it would have been a huge, grave mistake if I would have followed that. Noah, what's the best advice you've ever received? By far, I was able to meet a, uh, one of Canada's top 20 richest people recently, a multi-billionaire. And we had a brief discussion and I asked him, you know, what are three pieces of advice that you could give me? What were three tips that had fueled his success? And he said, I can give you three instantly. And these have been so important to me. He said, number one, only do things that you love. Only. That's it. You know, in life, in business, you only do things that you love. Number two, have a big, big, big vision of the future. You know, we didn't talk about goal setting. We didn't talk about all that. But he said, you need to have a vision of where you're going, what your career looks like in five years, what it looks like in 10 years, what your personal life looks like. And then he said, work your ass off, you know, work (laughs) super, super hard. And this this story is interesting because this uh, guy also happens to be my father's boss. And again, he's one of the top, I think he's like number 16 richest guy in Canada. And my father always told me that when he got this VP job, that he loved working for this guy, 
because he was always the first one there every morning. Even when my dad got there, this guy, multi-billionaire, was there every morning, 6 a.m., quarter to six, already going at it, already working hard. And so that, to me, you know, was really uh, important. Share one of your personal habits, Noah, that you believe contributes to your success. Yeah, that, for me, this is an easy one. I invest heavily in myself. So here's what I mean. If there's a skill I need to get better at, I buy the book, I take the courses, I'll invest. I'll use credit if I need to. So I think back to that time when I had to buy my house and I had to get my mortgage. I trusted in myself to pay it back, right? When we buy a car, we trust in ourselves that we're going to pay it back. How can I not have the same trust in myself? So if I need to put something on credit to invest, to learn, to get better, I will do that. If I need a coach or a mentor, I'll hire the best I can find. I just believe that there's no better investment that will pay the types of dividends of investing in yourself. And there's something so powerful, I think, needs to continue forward from that investing. It's from a a previous guest, Ray Higdon, said, invest, learn, then teach. Like if you're going to actually invest in yourself, you better be then learning that material or learning from that mentor. And then you better teach that to your audience, to people that are listening to you. That's the full cycle. That's the full circle. And Noah, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I'm, I'm going to go totally off grid here, John, if that's okay. I'm actually going to go totally opposite. Cool. Rather, rather than give you an internet resource like Evernote, I'm going to tell you what's been so powerful for me because I'm a techie guy. I have, you know, iMacs in this house. We have iPads. We have iPhones. I can open up a drawer and six iPhones will fall out, right? So we have this <laughs> stuff everywhere. My calendars are synced. Everything happens. But for me to get really diligent about getting things done, I had to go back old school and buy a Filofax, okay, a leather planner where every day I write down the things I'm going to do, what needs to get done, who I need to call, if I need to schedule time to do something. I've been using that now for two years and nothing has changed my productivity more. It was so easy to use all the other tools and kind of get lost by it. And so I've gone kind of old school now. I still use the other things, but they become almost my backup source. (laughs) Love it. And if you could recommend one book, Noah, to join Evergreen on our show notes page, what would it be and why? Uh, I would recommend, again, another one from my mentor, Alan Weiss, a book called Thrive. Uh, Take Back Control of Your Life, I believe is the subtitle. I might be wrong on the subtitle, but it's called Thrive. It's a really powerful book on exactly that, taking control of your life, moving away from a poverty mentality, creating an abundance mentality, understanding what life is all about, this whole journey, right? And understanding that comment I made earlier, that real wealth is discretionary time, but applying that to your business life, applying that to your professional life and how to thrive in both areas. So that book has been a game changer for me. And then again, as you've already mentioned, certainly my own book, I'll, I'll definitely mention, uh, I think it's a fantastic playbook, not just for developing a winning business, but as entrepreneurs, it can also be a kind of secret, remarkable book on building a personal brand. So I hope some of your readers uh, check that out. And what I was going to mention, and I'll mention it now since you brought it up, anybody that wants to uh, actually, we'll say the first 
five people that email me, Noah at NoahFleming.com, I'm going to send them a copy of my book uh, absolutely free. Whoa. I'll take care of the shipping, everything handled. I would just love for them to read it and kind of get some feedback and see what they think. Noah at NoahFleming.com. Fire Nation, I hope your fingers are firing away right now. An email to him to grab his book for free, shipping included, evergreen. And I'm sure a little note in the cover that's going to say, Fire Nation, you rock. And Noah, Thrive is Stop Wishing Your Life Away is the Thank subtitle. Thank you. Thank you. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Noah, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Again, I think so much of success depends on networking and who you know and who you can meet and getting out there and talking to people. So I would use the laptop to find out where my ideal buyers are. So people that can use my value, people that can use my expertise. This is the same thing I did when I let, when I decided that day I was going to leave my job. I started looking for people that could use the things that I already knew, how I could offer them value, how I could offer expertise. So I would find these people I would see if they're congregating anywhere, whether there was a meeting, a conference, a networking event, and then I would take the $500 and I would use that to travel to go and meet them and to just start talking to them and to get that dialogue going. Noah, I want to end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. The best way is really to just email me if you want to talk, if you want to get in touch with me, Noah at NoahFleming.com. That's one M. Uh, that's one M. Thank you very much. <laughs> Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to talk to any, uh, any of your listeners anytime. Awesome. And a parting piece of guidance. Oh, geez. The parting piece of guidance really goes back to that same piece of advice that I heard, right? Just recognize what this is, this opportunity. Recognize that we're all on this rock traveling <laughs> 67,000 miles, miles an hour, hour around a globe of burning, you know, fire, right? Uh. And recognize that and recognize that we all get one shot at this and this is it right now. So do something you love, have a big, big vision and work really, really, really hard. Uh, love that. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with on this globe spitting 67 miles per hour, this combustible rock, and you have been hanging out with Noah and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Noah in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And don't forget Noah at noahfleming.com. First five to take action, free book at your doorstep in a matter of days, maybe weeks. This is coming from Canada. And <laughs> Noah, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. 
Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.